everybody, and welcome back to Lesson Laundry, your favorite podcast, <laughs> your favorite mental health, relationship, love, lifestyle podcast. Um, welcome back. I missed you. Happy 2022. Um, my name is Amir. I am the host of Lesson Laundry, and I have been gone for a very, very long time. Um, the last time I uploaded an episode was in, I believe, September, um, which is really October 3rd, actually, sorry, October 3rd, um, and it was about self-sabotage, and I think everything started going downhill after that. (laughs) Um, my career and my life, you know, in terms of having a job and working, has been great. It's actually never been better. Um, but I want to really get into some deep things today, which is why I must say we do not have a special guest this week. It is just you and me and your headphones or your car speakers or your Bluetooth speaker. Let's just... I want you to relate to what I'm going to speak about right now as much as you possibly can. Um, And I just want you to reflect with me as I reflect by myself here in my bedroom, um, doing this alone, speaking to myself, which is something that I don't do that often. Um, I find speaking with other individuals much more comforting than I do speaking with myself, but I really wanted to take today's topic, which is loneliness, and dive into it by myself because I am lonely in a lot of aspects in my life, and I will get into that in today's episode. So to start off, um, I want to define loneliness, and I feel like everyone will have their own definition of what loneliness is, but I mean, loneliness is just a feeling of self, a feeling of not having anyone to lean on, um, a feeling of just not knowing where to turn, I feel like. And for me, I'm the type of person that likes to have people to lean on and to talk to and to bounce my thoughts off of. And just, you know, sometimes I want people to listen and sometimes I want people to give advice. And I, you know, I I had to define my own loneliness. Um, And that's kind of how I define it. And, you know, everyone has their own definition of loneliness. That's mine. And that's, you know, I'm going to kind of define it more as I go down the topic um, and what I have written down here on my thought process while I was thinking about the topic. Um, So kind of like the first thing, you know, uh, after defining loneliness, what I want to do is I want to define loneliness with friends and loneliness in a more romantic setting with relationships. Um, With my friends, I never feel lonely. I am constantly, not constantly, but I'm, I know that they're always there, you know, um, I'm reminded by their presence, of their presence all the time. Um, I'm in group chats, I'm in Snapchat group chats, I'm, I'm everywhere with them and, you know, I'm never alone with them. Like I just went on a trip with some of my closest friends and I had so much fun. Um, shout out to them. Um, and I'm just not lonely with them. I always know that I have someone to turn to. Um, 
But where I do start to feel a little bit more lonely is in relationships, you know, specifically intimate ones or romantic ones. Um, this is something that I'm going to dive into deep here. Um, with me, I am not comfortable with flirting with people and approaching someone and trying to hit on them and this and that, like the more, you know, traditional way of doing things. Um, for me, I feel most comfortable over dating apps. And I personally feel like that is because I am insecure. Um, I'm insecure about my body. I'm insecure about sometimes about the way that I sound, which is ironic considering I have a podcast. Um, I am insecure about, um, my hair. I'm just, it's mostly just like a physical thing and my insecurities lie there and that's where they start. Um, and with dating apps, I just feel like, you know, with, you know, photos that we post on Instagram, we obviously post the best ones. We don't post the ones that we aren't the biggest fans of. And before we even post it, we get how many opinions on the photo from our friends I mean, at least I do, and I know my friends do it too. So, you know, with that being said, it's dating apps are a place where I am portraying the best part of myself. Now, does that mean that I'm not going to open up and show, you know, not the ugly, or I'm going to show the ugly? I am going to show the ugly eventually. But for me, I noticed that it doesn't get there. Um, and why that is, is because I feel like now in today's society, it's like we have a big, big thing with hookup culture. Um, hookup culture is not something that I contribute to. It's just not my forte. And that, again, just goes back to my insecurities. You know, um, I choose not to be a part of hookup culture. That's my own thing. People who are a part of hookup culture, you go, get it, like do whatever you need to do. I'm never going to shame someone for doing that stuff. But for me, it is not for me. Um, and with that, it's I've had a lot of opportunities to hook up with people. And that sounds really cocky and conceited and just nasty to say. But it's true. And I've decided not to because it's just not how I work. It's not how I function when it comes to relationships. Um, I... I've always had the thought in my head that maybe if I hook up with this person, then maybe it'll form into a relationship. But I don't want to get too attached to this person and it turn into nothing, which is why I stray from hookup culture. It's just not my thing. Um, relationships have never been easy for anyone. Um, for me personally, I found that relationships are, you know, they're just, they've always just been difficult for me. And I have been a difficult person. Like, I'm going to just be the first person to say that is I, I've grown a lot. And I've been told by other people that I've grown a lot and that I've matured and that, you know, the things that I used to do, I don't do anymore. And I, looking back, I would never do them again. Um, and when it comes to relationships, it's weird because Back in the day, I had people that I would talk to romantically all the time, all the time. Someone was hitting my line and I wasn't really trying and I didn't really want a relationship. But now that I actually feel like I'm 
potentially ready for one. We'll get into that. Um, and I feel like I'm just more matured and more grown. I'm not... My phone is dry. Dry as ever. Girl, why is my phone dry? <laughs> um, and I don't know if it's because I work a lot, because I don't want to put myself out there. Um, there's a lot that contributes to that. And honestly, it is an emotional thing. You know, in terms of loneliness, I, I'm alone. I don't have a partner. I don't have someone who I can turn to romantically and find comfort in that way. And, you know, people around me do. And it's, it is, it is kind of jealousy. I want what they have. That's, that's normal. Jealousy is normal. We need to take away the negative connotation from the word jealousy. You know, it's okay to want what other people have, especially if it's healthy. I know a lot of people who are in healthy relationships and yes, I want that. (laughs) Um, And, you know, again, with friendships, I'm never lonely, but with relationships, I am. And it's, you know, my friends are also in relationships and my, my friends, um, my friends have, you know, went through breakups. Um, let's just be very clear here. I have been single my whole life. I've had people that I've talked to romantically, never had anything exclusive with anyone, but I have been single my whole life. So I don't know what (laughs) a relationship is essentially. Um, but you know, in, in that point of time, I would say probably from like 2019 to present day, I have not been really talking to anyone romantically. And in that time, my friends have had relationships, have broken up with, you know, partners. And I look at them while they're going through their pain. And sometimes I think to myself, do I want to experience that pain again? Am I ready to endure it? And you know, with relationships, there's ups and downs. It's never going to be perfect. So with that, there's some pain that's going to come with the relationship. It's inevitable. We cannot get rid of that. Am I ready to voluntarily go there? Am I ready to voluntarily put myself into this and experience that pain that my friends are experiencing? And this isn't, you know, to make them feel horrible about their pain. I feel their pain, which is why I'm scared of having that same situation for myself. And, you know, that, you know, posing that question of do I want to voluntarily go there and kind of make myself vulnerable to that pain, it it brings me back to the whole point of like, am I ready? And, you know, with being ready for a romantic relationship, there's for a romantic relationship, there's a lot to consider. And one of those main things to consider is, you know, am I comfortable being alone? Period. Am I comfortable being in my bedroom sitting here right now, I am all alone right now, sitting in my bedroom on my desk, um, not on my desk, oh my god, but recording this podcast on my desk in a chair alone, there's no one in my house, just my dog, and am I okay right now being here in this silence? And am I okay with just making use of my time the way I want to make use of that time? And the thing that I have never been in my life was okay with being alone. I have never been just, I guess, I don't know what the word is, but I've just never been complacent. I think that's a good word. I'm not sure, but I was never comfortable with being alone. I always had to surround myself with someone or some sort of subject or had to be in some sort of drama. I had to keep myself entertained at all times. And now I think, and this has to do with the maturity aspect as well. It's like, I'm so much more comfortable being alone and Honestly, 
I kind of prefer it because I can get things done. I can have an agenda for myself. I can, you know, do things that are better for my physical and mental health. Um, I can, you know, and that, that can be anything from going to the gym and, or cleaning my room or, you know, even making this podcast, I think is really beneficial for me. And I hope for some of you, um, and I love being alone. So yes, I guess in that aspect, yes, I am ready for relationship. And then I continue. Am I ready to not be alone? Since I've become so comfortable with being alone, am I ready to not have all the time in the world to myself? You know, with a relationship, there's compromise. There are things, you know, where your partner might miss you and yeah, you're going to go hang out with this person and you might miss them too. And there's, there's a trade-off there and it's mostly time. And am I ready to give up this alone time that I have? And, you know, have to have to do things with my partner. And that's just not, I'm not sure if that's something that I want to give away quite yet. But at the same time, I do because I crave the loneliness of, the feeling of loneliness to go away. I crave it to leave. Um, and I, I think in a certain aspect in, I believe it was September, I was ready. Um, let me see. I think it was September. I'm not hundred percent positive. So yeah, so it was September. Um, I was ready and I remember being in the drive through the Taco Bell drive through with my best friend, Alex. And I said to her, I said, Alex, I feel like the universe is going to bring me something good. I don't know what it is. And I was like, I just have a feeling. And this was, I think like September 14th. Um, I was like, I just have a feeling the universe is going to bring me something good. Like, I've never felt this good about myself and about life and just where I am. Like, I'm just so extremely happy. Like, I'm at the top of the world. I was just, I was advancing my career. I was really settling down in my new position. Um, I was, I, I was just, I was, I was blooming, you know? And then I went to work the next day and I matched with someone on Tinder who I accidentally super liked. I don't super like on Tinder. Um, and I, I matched with this person and we vibed and it was great. And I, you know, I've, I talked to this person a lot and we had really great conversations. Um, and I was like, this must be the good, this must be the good thing that I was not, you know, already experiencing everything I was already experiencing in my life at that point was really good. I was, I was just, I was really grateful and I still am for everything I was going through at that point, you know, in a good way. Not, <laughs> I said going through, going through, you know, the highs I was experiencing every high I could possibly feel. And I met this person and this person was great and we just had great conversations and, you know, it, it, it was fun. It was fun. And then two days later, my grandfather passed away on September 15th. I talked, I started talking to this person on the 17th. My grandfather passed away and it just, <laughs> it crushed me. Um, I couldn't sleep that night and he passed away. I believe the morning of September 17th, um, in Europe, which is seven hours ahead of our time here. So here, when we found out, it was about two or three in the morning. Um, and my dad walks into the room. He 
He's like, why aren't you sleeping? I'm like, I don't know. I can't sleep. And he's like, your grandfather just passed away or grandpa just passed away. Um, and I just, I didn't know how to feel. The last time I lost a grandparent was, oh, I believe 2011. It was a long time ago and I was young. So I didn't understand even the idea of death. And now that I was so much older and this was, you know, the first parent from my mom's side to pass away, it was just, it was, it was tough. Um, and then we went to go tell my mom together and it was, that was even more tough. And seeing my mom cry like that, it was like that. I didn't want to see that. Um, but she had to go through the motions and I, I, I didn't know what, how to process it. I was crying and then there'd be moments where I'd be absolutely okay. And then I'd think about it again and I'd start crying even more. And it was just a lot to go through. And, and then my friends stopped by, um, to see me and to pay their respects and say hi to my mom. Um, and then I started to think about this person that I was just having this like amazing conversation, like these amazing conversations with, and like, I thought it was going to go somewhere. And then we had plans to go out that, you know, the night of the 17th to go get drinks. But then my, you know, my grandfather passed away. So I obviously couldn't go. And then that was when I started to think about it again. And I was like, I think I was feeling already some sort of distance from this person. It was, you know, granted we weren't, we hadn't talked for a very long time at all, but it was like, I was so into the conversations that we were having and they were very in-depth conversations. And just, I, I was getting a really good feeling of like how this person is, like how they treat other people. And, you know, that's like one of my favorite things about other, you know, getting to know someone is how they treat others. And I think that's very important. And then when I started to think about, you know, everything that had just happened with my grandfather and what my mom was going through. And then I was thinking about this person and I was like, I, I need time up away from this person. And it was simply because I felt like I didn't want to associate them with, I, I didn't want them to be around the pain that I was feeling at that moment from my grandfather's passing. Um, and I, didn't want to almost use them as like a way for me to feel better about everything. So, you know, then I would have like this really deep connection with this person, but it would be for all the wrong reasons because they helped me get through, you know, the morning and the every, the, all the bad things about my grandfather's passing. So I, I, and I also just wasn't, I wasn't getting the communication that I wanted or that I was used to. Um, and then I texted this person and I wanted to beat them to the punch. And I said, hey, um, you know, my grandfather passed away. I'm going to need some time. And I didn't really want to take the time. But I knew that if anything was going to stem from this, I would have to separate. Because my life and the traumatic thing that my family went through should not be healed, I guess, for lack of a better word, by someone else. Um, and that was the downfall of everything, I think. It wasn't just the loss of my grandfather, which was, you know, number one. It was also this whole thing where I was, like, so ready to get to know this person and go out on dates and, 
you know, it was just exciting for me considering I hadn't done it since 2019. Um, and then it just all kind of disappeared. And then didn't keep communication with this person for a very long time. And then texted them a pretty long paragraph, which is not uncommon. It was not uncommon between us to send each other longer paragraphs. Um, but this was like a random long paragraph. And I said, hey, you know, like I was really enjoying getting to know you. I'm still going through this. I know you were going through your own stuff. Um, if you want to just continue platonically, we can. I still want to, you know, be friends. Um, and if we both decide to mutually go past friendship, then we can. But platonic was enough for me at that point. And I, my message never delivered. And I know, like, what most people are saying. You talked to this person for a couple of days, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you are absolutely correct. But considering I never get any communication from any person, ever, um, no one ever seems to be interested in me, I do kind of cling on to these things stronger than most other people do. And that's not good for me. I know that. Um, I acknowledge that. I was just really excited in the moment. It's been, what, at that point, two years? Way past two years? Two years and like eight months since I'd even went on a date. Um, and then, you know, I just, I was lonely again. I didn't have even the slightest, like, distraction, I guess. I had to genuinely, like, deal with everything. And it hasn't stopped. Um, I get emotional thinking about not that situation or that person. I, I wasn't that attached to it. I think it was the principle of it that I miss and that I enjoyed so much. And I get emotional thinking about why don't I have it? And I also think about what I said to Alex in the drive-thru. The universe was going to bring me something good. The universe will bring you something good all the time. And it's sometimes little things too. And the universe brings you good energy and, you know, good things happen to you every day. We just don't think about it. But with that, it's like this really good thing I thought was happening to me. And then this really horrible thing happened. And if I could, you know sacrifice that one good thing happening to me so that bad thing didn't happen, I would 100% do it. Um, but it's important to think about that yin and yang, you know? It's the good and the bad and the bad and the good. Um, but as I was saying, that loneliness never left. I, w I was just wondering, why can't I have this? Why can't I have this thing that I want so bad and I finally feel ready for? And I do, I genuinely do feel ready. I'm tired of like not being able to FaceTime someone and it's different. I have friends. I'm not lonely in that aspect. I totally, I have so many people I can turn to. I'm so thankful and I love them all so dearly. And there's too many to name. You know, I love you all. Um, I, I have that in my friendships, but 
there's something different about a romantic connection that I crave, although I never really had a real one, but I crave it because I want to be able to turn to someone and honestly, physical touch. Let's start there. Um, I also just want to be able to connect to someone emotionally and just understand the ins and out of a person and I just want to, I, I crave all these things so much and like, just like the cute couple photos, like I even like that, uh, trips, traveling, seeing the world, learning about each other's interests, learning about things that eat, like one another hate, like what we both hate, like I love all of those things and I had, I don't, I've never had it. Now, am I putting this pressure on myself or is society putting this pressure on me? Personally, I don't feel pressure from society. If I did, I wouldn't be me, okay? Um, but there is the pressure of being so far behind the other people that surround me in my life that scares me. And what I mean by that is my friends have all been through relationships. They've had, you know, one or two people that they've been romantically involved with and I don't have anyone. Never have. And the things that I thought were love when I was 16, 17, 18 years old were not. <laughs> that was just like kind of like a, a good preparation, I would say, for what to expect in the scene. And then I closed myself off for two, three years, and then I came back into it. And since I came back into it, there's nothing. It's crickets. And loneliness for me is getting boring. I I want someone and I think that, you know, my friends always say, oh, someone will come to you. Like, they will come to you. You don't have to search for them. They will come to you. I totally agree in that. I agree to that completely. I think it's true. I But that doesn't mean I won't stop talking about it. I think it's important to address the things that you need for yourself. And it's important to address the things that you want as well. Um, because... If you put them on a scale, our needs and our wants are just as important as, you know, as our needs are just important to us as our wants are and vice versa. We don't have to make one seem less important. Wants are still as important as needs. You know, needs are just things that you cannot be without. But wants are things that you still want. And that will bring you a sense of joy, which everyone needs. You know what I mean? They coincide. So... I want to go back to the question really quick of, am I ready to not be alone? Um, I think so. Um, I want to pose two questions to myself. If so, what does that journey to togetherness look like? How will I get there? And I genuinely just think it's being open to every person, every situation, every experience. Um, it's the only way I'll be able to actually find someone for me. Um, and if I'm not ready to not be alone, what steps will I take to fulfill the void? And I think with that, if I'm not ready to be alone, or if I'm not ready to be romantically involved, what steps will I take to fill the vo to fulfill the void? I... Because there is still a void. If I don't have someone that I'm romantically involved with, yes, there will still be a void. There will be 
um, a feeling in my heart. And I, I want to, I, it's like deeper than my heart though. It's like my spirit. Like that's where I feel things when I feel things for someone and that void will be there. But am I able to fulfill it myself? Am I able to make the void go away? And I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure because I'm okay being alone, but that doesn't mean the void's still not there. It is. And my friendships, you know, they don't fill that void the same. They don't. Um, and I, I, I just wanted to just have this conversation today because I was going through a really, like, rough thing last night. <laughs> it was, like, tough. Um, and I was, like, I was, like, I need to have a conversation with the podcast about loneliness because I, I genuinely... I just need to get things off of my brain. And I almost wanted, like I said earlier, I wanted to speak to myself and I didn't want to speak with anyone else about this. And hearing myself say all of these things really puts it into perspective as to like how much I miss being wanted. And I think being wanted is a healthy feel or feeling wanted is a healthy thing to feel. It is something that as humans, I feel like we crave. We all want to be important to someone. And I know to ourselves, we are our most important. But we also want to be very important to someone else. And romantically, I mean, I haven't felt important to anyone else romantically. So with that, I want to say... I missed you guys. Um, this is a shorter episode than usual because it is just me, no distractions. Um, I want you all to remember that all dirty laundry is cleaned with a lesson. That is the detergent. <laughs> um, every answer is there with the lesson. It's every answer is just deep, deep there. You know, the, you know the shirt is still perfectly white. It's just dirty. You know what I mean? So all dirty laundry is cleaned with a lesson. Um, remember to take care of yourself. Take care of the people closest to you. Address the things that you are scared to address to yourself. To yourself. Make sure that you are just prioritizing yourself. And with that, I am going to go and maybe meditate. Um, maybe go to the gym. I'm not quite sure, but I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I will be speaking with you next week. Make sure you follow Lesson Laundry on Instagram. That is L-E-S-S-O-N-L-A-U-N-D-R-Y. And make sure you follow us, turn on our post notifications and share to all of your friends. I totally, totally appreciate it. I love you guys so, so much, and I hope you guys tune in next week. Bye.